Hey, welcome back to another episode of the Husband Coaches Corner. Today, we're talking about five occupations that lead to divorce more frequently than other jobs. Now, these aren't the worst jobs that you could have. These are just jobs that could cause your marriage to end in divorce based off of some of the situations that you'll find yourself in. However, if you are in one of these occupations, this does not mean that you're doomed. And the whole reason that this podcast exists is so we can overcome the challenges that may lead to divorce. And so I want to encourage you that if you are in one of these occupations while you're listening in or something similar to these occupations, hope isn't lost for you. The statistics are just that. Those are numbers of people who have made this decision. And my hope is that you're not looking to make the decision of divorce, but instead you're looking to build your marriage and to enrich it. So that is that. I do have to give a fair warning and disclaimer. This is from Forbes. All right. However reputable you believe Forbes to be, I think it is fairly reputable. Uh, but it's also confirmed through a few um, other articles that I found on the website or on the Internet. So if you are listening to this on any platform, there should be some show notes or descriptions. Uh, I'm going to link up to all of the information that I found so you can read it for yourself and, uh, you know, just become more aware and educated on the things that we're discussing today. Uh, here's my final disclaimer before we get into the content. I know I got a whole lot up front. I am not trying to scare anyone again. I'm not trying to scare anyone. I'm just sharing the data and an article and hopefully giving some hope to the things that you can do to overcome the situation if you find yourself in this particular boat. All of that out of the way. If you got questions, you can always send me an email uh, at husbandcoach2020 at gmail.com. It's also in the show notes or description. Let's go ahead and jump down to the very first industry, which is gaming manager. Now, I'm going to read the definition of a gaming manager and then you can uh, decide if this is something you're doing or not. Gaming managers and supervisors direct and oversee gaming operations and staff. They circulate among the tables and slot machines to make make sure everything runs smoothly. They explain house rules, ensure payouts are correct and call security staff when needed. So these are your people that are working in casinos and they're supervising the game workers which are the people who are tending the slot machines as well as uh, taking care of the tables and, you know, bringing all of whatever happens. I don't know because I don't go to casinos, uh, but I think with this particular occupation, it's pretty clear straight on that this is an environment uh, with some challenges already. And this isn't me shaming anyone who gambles. Right. However, gambling has frequently caused issues. Uh, when we talk about finances, like there are so many husbands that I've coached where they talk about they had a gambling addiction and that caused a, a, a lot of stress on their marriage. So now you're on the other end of that where you're facilitating this opportunity and that can get stressful. 
here's the reasons why this particular occupation leads to divorce based off of some research. Uh, one, it's shift work in odd hours, uh, which leads to less connection with your wife. I think that that's straightforward. You don't really need a coach to help understand that if you're not spending time with your wife because she has her work hours and you have yours, and if those work hours don't overlap in some way where you can connect with her, well, guess what? She's going to feel emotionally disconnected. You're probably going to be emotionally disconnected as well. And that causes some issues, right? Uh, shift work and odd hours, that's that's a no-brainer in my book. Um, our occupations should complement our marriage by supporting the overall marriage. But as soon as we start to take away time from spending with our family, with our wives, then you probably should start to rethink your occupation. All right. Uh, the other reason is close interaction with alcohol. Now, again, this is not me shaming anyone who drinks alcohol because alcohol itself is not terrible. However, alcohol is another leading cause to stress and friction in marriage when, especially when it's abused. In this situation, because you have that close interaction with alcohol, the idea is you are around people who are more irrational and they're having a good time and partying up. So then that makes you, you know, either consciously or subconsciously feel like you should have a good time and party up. And then when you think about it, you're like, well, I'm married. And, you know, there there's a ton of things that could play into this. So I could come up with scenario after scenario. But the the big takeaway on the alcohol aspect is because you're around people consuming alcohol, you want to probably or there's the potential. I'll put it like that. There is the potential that you would want to mimic their behavior and dive into their opportunities as well. So just keep that in mind. But when you're around alcohol, it does tend to do that. Uh, then there's also interaction with odd and compulsive behavior of the gamblers. Now, this probably should have been at the top, but, you know, I wanted to get through the two that are probably fairly obvious. Impulsive behavior. So there's the law of uh, the circle or the herd or whatever. And, you know, I don't even know where this law comes from. Here's the deal, because it's a true thing. The people you are closest to, those are the people that you start to mimic and become, and they have an influence on your life. If you are around gamblers, and these don't have to be like the same people all the time, right? When I go to the gym, I'm around people that are motivated and inspired to lift and get fit. So guess what? I start to embody that exact same behavior. And part of a good gym community is knowing that you have people there that are going to support you. Now, there's the regulars and then there's the people that are out of town or they're just coming to visit, whatever it may be. But when you're in the gym, it's a reinforcement of a positive behavior. When you're at a casino, I don't think gambling is a positive behavior because it's a impulsive response to I want more. And when you start wanting more 
and you know, there, there's a healthy drive to ambition and growth and things of that sort where you're like, I want more, but gambling in, in my, you know, knowledge and experience, it usually always leads to you losing more than you've ever earned. All right. In this case, you could be on the brink of losing your marriage all because of the behavior you constantly expose yourself to. But what's even worse, and I think that this is why gaming managers are so high on the divorce rate, is they are facilitating the opportunity for people to go into these compulsive gambling uh, cycles where it's like, okay, I'm winning, I'm losing, I'm winning, I'm losing, I got to win my money back. And then that just keeps going on and on. And those people end up in, you know, gambling addiction type situations, uh, or they end up with having marital issues. So that's the reason why I think that gaming managers are on this high level of divorce rate. Now, here's the deal. Now, doom, the doom and gloom portion is over. Now it's time to talk about, well, what can I do if I am a gaming manager? How do I take care of this issue of taking care of my family and stuff? The first one in the resolution section for this is be intentional about your time with your wife. I've said this many times, and this is going to be a common motif in the resolution, right? Be intentional about the time you spend with your wife. If you are less intentional about the time that you spend with your wife, well, you're not going to have quality time and quality time doesn't turn into memories and memories that aren't formed lead to loss of connection. And that was the very first thing with a shift work. It's loss of connection. So if you want to counteract the loss of connection between the shift work and your job and, uh, all of that, you got to be intentional. That means planning the days and time that you're going to spend with your wife and then being present. Don't just accidentally be spending time with your wife. That's terrible English, but you get the point. Intentional with your time. I can't harp on that enough, but that's the last time that I'll go super deep into it. Uh, however, what you can also do is plan in advance so both of you have something to look forward to. All right. This goes back to that intentional piece, but this is another, uh, let's call it a sub segment to that. Planning in advance is important because when you have something to look forward to, you're planning for your future. I did a whole episode about why it's important to uh, plan for your future. And this is actually uh, the same thing, you know, pilots do it where they say, okay, before your plane takes off, if you are ever wondering like, why am I just sitting on the plane and the plane isn't moving, but everyone's on the plane? Well, the pilot, the pilots are going over their flight plans to make sure they get you to your final destination. They don't just like turn on the plane and take off. Well, they're going and checking weather to making sure that the conditions are still set. They're going and making sure that they have clearance to depart the, the runway, uh, the airspace is going to be clear because you don't want to collide with another plane. There's so many things that are happening. And then when it's go time, then they're ready to go because they don't want to uh, start making the plan while they're in the air. That would be terrible. But for some reason, we treat our marriages that way. We take off, we're in the air and it's like, okay, so where are we going? Well, why didn't you have a destination in mind before you took off? 
Now, obviously, things happen mid-flight where it's like, hey, we got to divert to this other airport because there's something going on over here, things of that sort. Truthfully, we treat our marriages like, oh, we got married. I do. Okay. And then there's no plan of what is it that we're trying to accomplish in our marriage? What is it that we would like to see uh, in the future of our marriage? So it's in those moments that we have to plan for our future. So again, plan for your future. This is definitely going to help out. Uh, Constantly remind your wife that this thing is coming up. That's the next step. Constantly remind your wife that this thing is coming up. The reason why you want to constantly remind her, not because you think she's going to forget. Most of the time, they're already tracking. But when you constantly remind your wife, it tells her that you remember and that you place a high value. You emphasize that this is important and that you want to love your wife in this way. That's why you want to constantly remind her. And that's going to, and you can make it fun, right? You could put a sticky note on the mirror before you go to work, especially if it's shift work, right? You can say, hey, don't forget, we got this date coming up. We're going to go do X, Y, Z. I'm looking forward to it. And you go on about your day. That brings you top of mind and a husband who is not top of mind in their wife's mind is a husband who is set is slowly losing connection. You always want to be top of mind with your wife. All right. Then build resilience to alcohol. Uh, Now, if you are an alcoholic and this is your job, you might want to actually just find a new job. All right. Uh, And this is one of those things. You may not admit that you're an alcoholic, but if you know that you have a problem with alcohol, you you may not admit it out loud and you may not want to go get help with it. But if you care about your marriage and you identify internally and, you know, in secret, if you will, that you're an alcoholic, you might want to go get a new job so you can take care of your family and take care of your wife. Because if you keep exposing yourself to this alcohol, guess what? That's going to cause issues in your personal character and personality and your own personal uh, development, but it's really going to impact your family and your wife and your marriage. And so you got to build resilience. And sometimes building resilience is building abstinence or separation from the thing that you are addicted to. It's important. You got to do that, or at least I'm recommending that you do. Now, if you are an occasional drinker and you're not, you know, um, an alcoholic, then don't worry about it. But build the resistance to consuming the alcohol and the issues that alcohol can bring. Build the resistance to that. It's important that you build a level of resiliency to alcohol and then learn to identify odd and compulsive behavior that makes a decision uh I'm sorry, learn to identify compulsive behavior and make a decision not to fall into that trap. All right. This is kind of a two part things uh, or two part response. But here's the deal. First, learn what compulsive behavior looks like. All right. If you don't know what compulsive behavior looks like, then how are you going to defend against it? This, you know, you got to know your enemy in order to combat your enemy. This is just basic information. I'm not, again, doing any talking, anything that's earth shattering uh, or super deep. If you don't know what compulsive behavior looks like, then you're not going to be able to fight against it. So 
look at what compulsive behavior looks like, learn it, learn to identify it, and then say, okay, I'm not going to do what that looks like. I'm not going to enact that in my life. And when you make a conscious decision like that, then you're going to be able to overcome some of those odd and compulsive behaviors. That's all for the gaming manager. All right. We talked about the definition, the reasons that it leads to divorce and the resolution to divorce. Let's go on to the next one, which is bartender. Bartender, it has a pretty high rate. Um, all of these are 50% or, you know, or higher. Um, but I don't think I really need to read the definition of bartender. I'll just give a general idea. These are people who serve alcoholic beverages at an establishment. Boom. That's a bartender. Now, every establishment is going to be different because if you're a bartender at a hotel restaurant versus a bartender at just a local pub or other bar, or if you're a bartender at a exotic dance club, which if you're a married man, I don't believe you should be at one of those places for other reasons. If you're a bartender there, then okay, that's going to be different than the bartender at pick a restaurant, right? Doesn't matter. The point here is bartenders, they have an inconsistent schedule. This is what leads them to their, uh, their issue. Now, obviously the bartender at a restaurant probably has a more stable schedule than the bartender working a local pub or, you know, local bar, hole in the wall bar where they usually can't leave unless until the last customer is leaving, um, even, you know, or whatever. The point here, and they also have to go in early sometimes to receive their shipments of alcohol, stuff like that. I don't know the whole occupation of bartending, but one of the reasons that was given for bartenders being so high on this list, I don't think it's because of the inconsistent schedule. I think it really comes down to the fact that most bartenders are working for tips. And when you are working for tips, you usually have to be a little bit more friendly than you ought to with someone else. All right. And when you put yourself in a situation where you got to be a little bit more friendly with someone else, that can turn into a situation that is very tempting and lustful. And it can get very, very dicey quickly. Okay. Um, you got to be careful and guard against that. Uh, but then there's also you're interacting with a lot of people with alcohol involved, and that just escalates the temptation of having an affair because there's going to be someone who you find attractive, right? You're interacting with a group of people that come into your bar or sit at your bar, whatever it may be, and they start talking to you. You build a conversation and you they vent to the bartender. I, uh, fun fact, you know, just talking to some people in the uh, mental health space, I found that people go to the bar to get counseling from a bartender. Uh, I that blew my mind. I was like, okay, I guess that makes sense. Um, but the sensation of that is they are taking the edge off with a drink. And if you're not watching a video of this, I gave air quotes that they're taking the edge off. 
the deal is they're, they're going to the bartender, they're talking to the bartender and they're saying, hey, this is what my problems are. And they're really just venting because the bartender usually doesn't really care, but they give the illusion that they do care. And sometimes bartenders go as far as giving advice on what they should or shouldn't do. And that becomes a thing. Um, guys and girls do this alike. Now, if you are a guy that's a bartender and there's a female that comes in that starts complaining about her boyfriend or her husband or anything and you're attracted to her, uh, that can put you in a situation. You may be tempted to say, hey, I know how I can help you. And then there there you go down uh, a bad path. All right. Now, how do you resolve this, the, the resolution? I, I think that it's important we kind of unpack this. Uh, first, I recommend that you find a new job, all right? Uh, I don't know of too many successful marriages where the person is a bartender. And successful is, you know, kind of subjective. But in the definition of subjective that I use for this particular podcast is a marriage that is thriving and building and enriched where both people feel loved, respected, and they're connecting well. All right. That's the definition that I use. And I paraphrase that, but that's essentially what it is. Uh, bartending usually does not build a marriage. There's usually less connection between husband and wife. Um, and because of that, the marriage cannot thrive. It just can't. So I recommend finding a new job. Now, there is a caveat to this. If this is a family establishment and your wife is working with you, this could be an opportunity for you guys to connect, in which case that's completely different. The other way that you can resolve this is guard your heart against temptation by constantly reminding yourself you don't have to flirt to get tips. You can be a friend to those at the bar without looking to have sex with them. I know that that's mind blowing, right? Uh, but here's the deal. To get tips, you just have to provide good service. That's it. Provide good service. And providing good service really just looks like, hey, you can have a casual conversation. All right. I'm not saying that you can't talk to your customers. And I think that you should talk to your customers. However, a casual conversation is not one of those things that turns into a flirting type of conversation. And that's when things can get a little dicey. So just keep that in mind. I'm not going to go into that. I think that's pretty self-explanatory and you understand that. Um, the last resolution that I would offer up for bartender, when you are home, make the most of your time together. This goes back to that whole being intentional that I provided to the individuals that are gaming managers. This is a motif. Again, you want to be intentional. You want to be present. You want to be with your wife. Plan time with your wife. So before we move a little bit further, I'd like to say if you're getting any value out of this particular content, then interact with this podcast by liking, rating, sharing, subscribing, whatever the platform you're listening on allows you to do. It just helps get this podcast into the ears of others who may be beneficial. Now, the best way to get this podcast into the ears of someone that is beneficial is to share it. So if you know someone that would benefit from hearing this information, then consider sharing it. So the next occupation is flight attendant. 
Now, flight attendants, I think we all know what they are. These are the people that are helping uh, serve the guests and taking care of the plane while in flight and even sometimes once it's on ground and lands. However, this career field, it's mostly made up of females. There are some men that are flight attendants and that's perfectly fine. All right. However, here's where the very first issue comes in. Right. I just said it's mostly made up of women. Well, if you are a male flight attendant and you're spending all this time with your colleagues in foreign countries sometimes or all over the country, the United States or wherever you are, that can end. You're also going to hotels and staying the night there. Um, Close proximity of working with a team of and you're always out and about leads to this opportunity for an affair to occur or other things, right? So this is one of the reasons why flight attendant is up so high on the divorce rate. Uh, And really, I think that this is triggering for women. But just remember that if you are a man and you're put in a situation like this, uh, it's going to be a little tempting to do some things that you ought not be doing. Some other reasons that this leads to divorce is you're spending a lot of time away from your family. And there's other jobs where you're spending time away from your family. This job in particular, it is designed to take you away from your family. And this is also the reason why I think flight attendants are usually single because they do spend a lot of time away and they need to be independent and able to travel and and go do what they need to do. So just keep that in mind if you are a flight attendant, and you probably already know this, but if you're looking to get into that occupation, but you're also getting married or you're already in the occupation and you're looking to get married, this may be your your wake-up call to go find a new job, just being honest. Uh, That is going to cause some friction in your marriage if you don't at least... Uh, think it through, consider finding a new occupation. So how do you resolve being in an occupation like flight attendant and you still want to build your marriage and grow? Well, first thing is you got to find games that you can play together with your wife while you are away. And I'm not talking just like mobile games. I'm talking maybe a scavenger hunt as well. Something that keeps you and your wife connected and engaged while you are on your travel. Um, When my kid was young, we used to do this thing called Flat Stanley. Um, And, you know, I'm in the military. I travel. It's a thing I do. uh, And that is a part of my career and my job. I don't travel as much as I used to back in my earlier years. Um, but I used to take a little Lego figure for my kids or my kids Lego figure. And everywhere I went, I would take a photo with that Lego figure somewhere just to give them kind of like a postcard. And I would text it back to my wife with a little note, nothing like super heartfelt or deep. It would just be like, sometimes it'll be a knock, knock joke or something silly. Right. Um, but That was all building on my wife's and I relationship, but it was also helping our children with the fact that, hey, your dad's not physically here, but he's still thinking about us. Look, here's where your Lego figure is. And, um, you know, I used to do that all the time. 
that could be something that's beneficial for you and your family, uh, especially with flight attendant. I feel like there's so many opportunities available there uh, to do something like that. Um, the other one is build anticipation for your return with some type of event, either a romantic or just a simple activity together. Romantic, picnic, candlelit, at the park, you get it. Simple activity, mini golf, go-karting, something like that. Again, this goes back to being intentional and planning out your time. So I'm not going to harp on this because you want to build that anticipation. And the way that you do it is by constantly reminding your wife, hey, I'm coming home and we're going to go do this. Now, one of the other ways that you can, you know, kind of overcome this issue of flight attendant is if it's possible, take your wife with you on the trips or at least some of them. Right. Uh, if you can travel with your wife, especially if you don't have kids or you have kids that are no longer in the house, whatever it may be, or if you can get a babysitter or a family member, a friend, whatever, uh, and you guys can go on a trip together, that could be beneficial. So there is an opportunity there, right? That may not be afforded to others. Um, and I would say that if you are a person who's traveling often, because that's the spirit of the flight attendant, someone who's traveling often. If you can take your wife with you on those trips, then that's going to be beneficial as well. Same thing would uh, would help out there. Um, the other one, find ways to remind your wife that you are always thinking about her while you are on the trip. When you find ways to remind your wife that you're thinking about her, again, this is going back to that whole flat Stanley or me taking the Lego Um I'm sending it to my wife and my wife is getting this and she sees it. Yes, it's for the kids, but it's also coming to her. And we usually dialogue a little bit before that, either through text or over the phone, whatever it may be. And then she shares it with the kids. That was us building our relationship while I was gone. That really does matter. All right. Uh, when you are home, make the most of your time together. Again, I'm not going to dive into that. So the next one, the next occupation, I should say, is gaming service workers. Now, these are the people that are manning the casino tables uh, or at the racetracks. They're the ones taking the tickets or the bids or however all that works. I don't know. I've never been to a racetrack. So I'm just going based off of what I've read about this particular occupation. Um, but I'm not going to dive too deep into this because at, at least the reasons why this causes divorce, because it's similar to the gaming manager. Instead, what I'm going to do with this one is just go straight into the resolution, because I think that that's where the real value is in this particular episode is not identifying the problem, but identifying solutions to the problem. So the first solution here is, again, be intentional about your time with your wife. That's self-explanatory. Plan things in advance so both of you have something to look forward to. Again, I've already talked on that. Constantly remind your wife that the thing is coming up. Again, I talked about that. So you see the motif here. Now, these three things, bullet points, suggestions, resolutions, whatever you want to call them, these are things that you can start doing right now and building your relationship. So consider that. Build resilience to alcohol. Again, you're in an environment where alcohol is prevalent. You got to build your resistance to it because if you don't build your resistance to it, then you're going to run into these issues that 
alcoholism can cause. All right. It's important. And then again, that whole learning to identify odd and compulsive behavior and then make a conscious decision not to act out that behavior. You have to make a conscious decision on this because if you don't, you're going to end up making the behavior and then that's going to cause the issue and it's going to just end bad. So the last occupation is rolling machine setters. A rolling machine setter, I didn't know what this was, so I'm just going to read the definition. Rolling machine setters set up, operate, and tend machines to roll metal and plastic, forming bins, beads, kernels, rolls, or plate. They also flatten, temper, or reduce gauge of material. All right, so these are people that are making beads and plates and rolls of plastic and all kinds of stuff, usually inside of a factory. The only reason that this leads to divorce is shift work and odd hours, which lead to that uh, lack of connection with your wife. I believe, you know, without knowing more of the dynamic of what causes these rolling machine setters to fall into this category of divorce at a 50 at a rate of 50 percent, which this just blows my mind um, without doing deeper research. The resolution to this is all of the above of what I already mentioned. Be intentional about the time that you spend with your wife. Plan things in advance and remind her of her constantly. Use or leave short notes for your wife to find throughout the day because if you're working on a shift, then that means you can uh, drop those notes around the house before you go to work. And then when you're at work, your wife is finding these notes. Top of mind, again, building the relationship. Anyone can do this, even if you're not on shift work, right? I, I, I have office hours that I need to be in the office, but I really work by the task. I'm given, pro, I'm a program manager and supervisor uh, of policy. So my job is really making sure that these policies are written. I work as many hours as I need to, to execute the task. But what I can do is just leave notes around the house for my wife to find. And when she finds them, she's going to be excited because I become top of mind and I still come home. You know, for the lack of better terms, I have a nine to five, um, but it's really not that. It's something different anyway. And then the last one is use apps like WhatsApp to leave each other voice messages. And I got this one because I have my wife and her friend. They send a WhatsApp message to each other every single day without fail. It's actually quite impressive. They've been doing this for years and I, I don't really use WhatsApp, but this could be something that's beneficial for your relationship and for your marriage. So that's why I'm offering it as an opportunity slash suggestion. But essentially, all you do is you send your wife a voice message and then on your next break, you can check it or send her another voice message, whatever the case may be. Again, top of mind, communication, all that good stuff. It just works out and it is for the better. So those are the top five divorce rate occupations. And hopefully you found some value in this. Here's the deal. What I want you to do is just go and review the article for yourself. 
take into consideration if it applies to you. And if it does, then hopefully the action items, the resolutions that I was providing, those made sense and that you can start to apply those in your own marriage. It's nothing that's overly complicated. It's just stuff that you have to commit to and do. But just being informed of what actually leads to divorce is important. And that's the reason why I wanted to offer this up to you as the listener. And I do hope that this works out for you. With that, until the next time, I want you guys to find a way to love your wife every day.